The images were so vivid, so tangible, so minutely detailed, that all of my senses confirmed I was in the midst of total reality. It never occurred to me I was dreaming. The overlapping sequences varied wildly in time and place, but they were laced to one another by a strong common thread, by the recurrent theme of my nightmares. Once again, I was fleeing to avoid capture. Lightning flashed outside the massive stained-glass rose window portraying St. John's vision of the apocalypse. I heard the voices of the two priests pursuing me. The younger cried out in French, Stop him! The older shouted hoarsely in Latin, He has opened the sacred reliquary, touched the treasure. He must not escape! But I was determined to do so yet again. I lifted the hem of my coarse black monk's robe so it would not catch in my sandals as I rushed desperately up the marble steps from the dank crypt below. Reaching the top of the staircase, gasping for breath, I ran out from beneath the rough-hewn wooden scaffolding designed to support artisans during their construction labors. It was tied together with thick ropes and lined the walls of the dark, deserted Gothic cathedral. More flashes of lightning from outside blasted into the lofty churches, spectacular interior with momentarily blinding illumination. Rain gusted down through the stone tracery of the fifteen magnificent but unfinished windows that surrounded me, towering fifty feet overhead. I remember thinking that in another year or so, perhaps by A.D. 1248, their openings would be filled with stunning stained glass, and the interior of Saint-Chapelle-de-Paris would remain dry during a storm. But on this night the cathedral was still open to the elements, wet and miserable, chilling me to the bone. The rainfall had extinguished most of the torches, creating a smoky haze. My thick wool robe was heavy with rain and smelled like a wet sheep. I blinked from the drops of rain spattering my face as I strained to run through the vast, vaulted sanctuary. Some dark, invisible force made me feel as though I were trying to run underwater. Struggling past the central altar, I heard discordant shouts from other angry voices and the running footfalls of King Louis's royal guards approaching from the palace cloister to the north. The guards had been roused by the cries of the two priests pursuing me. The younger one reached the top of the marble steps behind me, shouting angrily as he ran, I command you to stop! But I did not. I reached the lofty cathedral's main entrance, the portal of the Last Judgment. As I lifted the massive iron-locking bar, I glanced up at the statue of lithe Saint Etienne, shadowy within his niche above. Graceful Etienne gazed down upon me. Then, during a flash of lightning, I saw his pale marble face come alive, with a nightmarish, eerie smile that raised the hair on the back of my neck. His shining eyes followed me as I pulled open the ornately carved portal door beneath him and rushed through it into the Red Garter Saloon. The 1859-era barroom was packed with boisterous prospectors, plus the requisite conmen, gamblers, and whores hoping to relieve the miners of their hard-earned silver or gold dust. The surreal transition didn't seem unnatural, as I looked around panting from exertion. Brightly lighted by candelabras and kerosene lamps, the Red Garter was typical of many saloons in Nevada's 
burgeoning boomtowns, but the amazing Comstock load had made Virginia City a beguiling destination. I hurried away from the back door, pushing through the scruffy prospectors of mixed ethnicity and age. Unshaved and serviceable clothes and muddy boots most wore sidearms. Still breathing heavily, I caught a glimpse of myself in the gilded mirror behind the bar, and I saw I fit right in. My clothes were like theirs. A four-day beard stubbled my face. From under my sweat-stained cowboy hat, light brown hair hung shoulder-length and itched because I needed de-lousing. A long-barreled Colt Navy revolver was holstered at my hip. I was Caucasian, stood five foot ten, looking as though I'd weathered some thirty-three rough years. The people and images swirled weirdly around me. I hurried past a piano player and a dented bowler with a cigar clenched in his wickedly smiling, stained teeth while he...